are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back in everyone to another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. It is a new week. I'm your host Dalton Pence. There is a lot to get to on this Monday edition of the show. We're going to get into who I believe is set for the biggest breakout season out of any of the former Louisville football players that are currently in the NFL. We'll transition into what are the realistic expectations for Tutu Atwell and Des Fitzpatrick in their rookie seasons. And then we will finish out with our weekly Monday mailbag to end this segment. For those who are not aware of who I am, my name is Dalton Pence. I am a credentialed media member for Cardinal Sports Zone covering Louisville football, where I also serve as a recruiting analyst and a feature writer. I'm formerly a part of Fansided's Big Red Louie and the state of Louisville, and I also do some backup PA announcing work for various university sports, such as soccer, baseball, lacrosse, field hockey, you name it. You can follow me on Twitter at Dpence underscore. You can also follow the Locked On Louisville Twitter podcast page at LO underscore Louisville. Now, before we get into the show today, I do want to explain to all those listening, I feel the best way to grasp the full concept of Louisville Athletics as it pertains to the ACC is to know exactly what's going on in the conference. And there's no better place to get all of your ACC conference news than the Locked On ACC podcast hosted by Candace Cooper. Be sure to follow the Locked On ACC podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you like to get your podcasts. There's a ton of exciting news coming out of that podcast. Some exciting news for the Cards. There's never been a better time to follow former Cardinals in the NFL. Um, In terms of the breakout stars that I kind of alluded to, there's one that I want to talk about in particular. Now, when I talk about breakout stars, let's get one thing off the table. No, Lamar Jackson is not a breakout star. No, Teddy Bridgewater cannot be in this category. I mean, I guess he could if he has a big season. But really, this is kind of directed toward uh, unproven guys in the league. Uh, But the biggest former Louisville player that I think is poised for the best breakout season is none other than Falcons rookie running back Javian Hawkins. And let me explain why. I actually sent out a tweet um, uh, later yesterday afternoon that kind of just basically said that um, I would not be surprised if he got a lot of first-team reps in that Falcons backfield because if you look at that depth chart, there's simply not a lot standing in his way. The projected starter is Mike Davis, the journeyman, a veteran running back who last played for the Panthers last season backing up Christian McCaffrey. But outside of that, it's kind of wide open. Uh, Quadre Wilson, uh, if I'm pronouncing that wrong, please forgive me. He's another guy that's uh, suspected to be in the running to fulfill out that depth chart. But if you look at um, any of the reports coming out of Falcons preseason camp, whether it be from SB Nation's uh, The Falcoholic or even um, you know some other, some other local sites down in the Atlanta area, it's not hard to see that Javian Hawkins has been one of the most impressive guys in camp, um, busting a couple of touchdown runs, showing that um, he's he's a better pass catcher than previously thought. Um, I believe it's CBS News is um, Thor Nystrom said that he is the most talented running back in that um, backfield core for the Falcons, and uh, he he's definitely a player that I personally think is going to get some first team touches this season. 
And I was really, for being honest, truly surprised that he went undrafted. Uh, I, I get that he's a small running back at 5'8", five, 5'9", five, and a guy of that stature is one that you look to be a, a solid receiver out of the backfield. There were some concerns heading into this past season for Louisville of whether or not Hawkins could be a reliable receiver in the NFL. Um, I don't think that the 2020 campaign really was able to suppress any of those doubts or anything by that measure, so I, I can see why he went undrafted, although I kind of disagree with it just because I was able to see him play you know, every game for the past three seasons. I understand that the, there are some concerns there, but the talent I think is it's overwhelming, and the Falcons are starting to see that now. If you remember, uh, fantasy football owners and avid NFL fans will know the name James Robinson, the undrafted running back that um, joined the Jacksonville Jaguars last offseason and ended up taking the number one uh, spot on the depth chart, rushing for over 1,000 yards, being one of the fantasy football darlings, a, a big ad in late rounds. There's a hope in my mind that Javian Hawkins can reach that level with Mike Davis in the backfield I'm not so sure that he's going to be able to get those touches right away that's kind of where I'm a little hesitant to really make the comparison to Robinson because there wasn't a ton of um, you know objection in terms of competition or anything like that there were very little roadblocks for Robinson to be able to come in and take that spot and um, you know, let's face it uh, there weren't a lot of mouths to feed in that receiving core either but with the Falcons, you know, you do have Calvin Ridley. You now have Kyle Pitts. There's a ton of mouths to feed. Matt Ryan's a guy who slings the ball over the field, so the running back isn't necessarily utilized as much in the Falcons system as much as it is in other NFL systems. However, I think that, um, you know, with both Davis, Davis is more of kind of a receiving back in my opinion. I could definitely see both of them by the middle of the season seeing sort of a Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt type um type of production and usage in in the sense of you know you have Mike Davis getting sort of the majority of the touches as the primary lead back but you also have Hawkins coming in whether it be you know on another set of downs primarily or coming in as the third down back um, I, I really think it just depends on where a Hawk is on his ability to catch the football out of the backfield which I think is kind of underrated um, I don't think that the uh, Louisville offense was kind of suited for uh, you know you know, being able to exploit that uh, advantage. Uh, it was more so you, know, you had guys like Tutu and Dez that deserved their touches, and it was a very run-dominant offense. So I think it's really just a, um, you know, just a product of the lack of opportunity in the Louisville offense to kind of showcase of how good of a receiver he is. I think the Hawk is definitely more than a – you know, more than capable of being at least an adequate receiver at the next level. His ability to make guys miss and his notable strength for his small stature, um, I think that it's really going to bode well. You're seeing so in training, not training camp, but uh, preseason camp right now, and the ability of him being able to create separation as a route runner, that really bodes well for his NFL chances just to give him you know another skill set that you can add to his toolbox that gives – Hawk an advantage to really kind of move up the depth chart. Um, if you ask me right now where he stands, I would probably, if I had to take a guess, obviously I don't have any inside information. I think he's probably sitting second in the depth chart behind Mike Davis. Um, Davis is a pretty reliable back. Um, didn't necessarily see any type of injuries last year. So um, in terms of Hawkins being able to jump up over him in the depth chart, he's really going to have to you know bust onto the scene and make 
you know the, the coaching staff make the change and you know make him as the lead starter. But when I say that I, I believe a breakout season is to come for Hawkins, just in the sense that I think that um, you know having a supplementary, a secondary running back role. Um, as a maybe a third down back or coming in as kind of a secondary back like Latavius Murray does for the Saints, I think that there's more than enough opportunity for Hawk to be able to leave his mark on the field. And um, in a system where Mike Davis, you know, by no means, there's a reason why he's been a journeyman. You know, no disrespect to him. I think he's a solid running back. But, um, you know, the Falcons don't have a franchise running back that Hawkins is being able that is being, you know, tasked to sit behind right now. It's merely just kind of a placeholder until they can find their running back of the future. And if they see that in Hawkins right away, I think, you know, over time with more touches, with more opportunities as the season progresses, this is definitely an opportunity for Javian to be able to establish him himself in that new Falcons offense that has a lot of budding pieces. So it's going to be very interesting to see in, in early September um, what his usage is like and um, how uh, you know the offseason camp and you know the preseason camp and how preseason games go leading up to the season to see where he's at in the depth chart. Uh, some other guys in the NFL rookie-wise coming from Louisville, Tutu Atwell, Des Fitzpatrick are also slated to have some interesting seasons. Um, we're going to talk about that here in just a second. I want to talk to you first off about Stat Hero. Do you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports will lose? But does that really surprise you, though? The game is really rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and simply more time. You truly don't stand a chance. But Stat Hero is the first ever daily fantasy sportsbook that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You are in total control. Stat Hero is DFS the way it was meant to be. One-on-one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Be sure to go to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. So make sure to go to stathero.com slash locked on. That is once again stathero.com slash locked on. Now, in terms of you know some other things that I think could be somewhat um, you know, slated against you in terms of odds is fantasy football. Uh, people have asked me where Tutu Atwell, Des Fitzpatrick, the former Cardinal rookies, fit into that realm and whether or not I would draft them. Um, you know, I'm by no means a fantasy expert, but uh, I will kind of take the approach of um, what I expect from them this season, and you can kind of make a judgment based upon that. So let's start with with the second round pick in Tutu Atwell, one of the best receivers. I, I say one of, like both of them are two of the best receivers in program history. But Tutu Atwell has more of a challenging journey to first-team snaps than Dez does. Because if you look at that Los Angeles depth chart, it's, it's one of the more stacked in terms of depth in the league. Uh, Robert Woods, Van Jefferson, and Cooper Cup are going to be your starters. But immediately after them, they brought in Deshaun Jackson in the offseason. Um, Tutu's probably projected as as you know second string. There, there's some other guys that I um, would probably look out after if injuries were having to be the case. But when you look at the two, the three starters, uh, Cup, Jefferson, and Woods, it, the, these are guys that have been 
with the system for a while. They've been in Sean McVay's offense for a couple seasons, so the familiarity is there. Um, I know there's a new quarterback, but the system is um, you know the system is put into place. These guys know it. What some people don't understand is learning an NFL system is easier said than done. That's why sometimes it takes rookies a little bit to make an impact. It might not even be their first season. Uh, what I will tell you for Tutu is I do expect him to make an immediate um, contribution on the special teams unit, whether that be on kick return or punt return. I probably think both of them just because of his elusiveness and speed. Um, right away, I could definitely see some individual unique packages to where they use them on jet sweeps or even in terms of um, you know some wide receiver screens in certain packages that allow him to use his speed and get out into the flat and, and make a play but when it comes to solid substantial first team action uh, I think it's going to be a while for Tutu. I think that um, not only is he needing to add to his frame, adding adding some weight before he sees significant playing time, um, but also you know opportunity comes you know where it rises from on the depth chart. And right now, although I think that his future is bright in the City of Angels. I, I am skeptical of how much playing time he's going to get this season, just considering the fact that, like I said, there are three guys ahead of him that know the playbook better. Um, they're seasoned veterans. They've been successful in this season. The one thing that I will say that is encouraging is it looks like right now Tutu is solid as a um, you know secondary member on the depth chart in that number two string. So, unfortunately, you know Cooper Cup has had his go-abouts with the injury bug. Um, Robert Woods is the same way. If Deshaun Jackson gets a lot of time, he is another guy that um, has struggled staying healthy. Um, and Van Jefferson is is coming off of his rookie season last year. So um, I, I guess if, the, if there's one spot that you, you find a place for Tutu, I think it, it could be in a Van Jefferson spot, although um, you know slots where Tutu projects. But you know, there's no question the talent is there for Atwell. Um, obviously, if there's ever been a system in NFL history that is able to use his speed and his quickness and his agility to the team's advantage, it is Sean McVay's revolutionized Los Angeles Rams offense. So, um, you know, in terms of reality, I think that the opportunity is going to come. However, unfortunately for Louisville fans, it might not truly be this year. If it is, I think it's it, that would just be a byproduct of him showing out in the preseason and having some big home run type plays. Um, it could also, you know, be the result of the injury bug kind of striking that Rams offense. Um, but yeah, I keep, I feel like I keep beating a dead horse. But COVID is still in play. Unfortunately, you kind of have to be on your toes. Being number two in the depth chart might not mean opportunities right away. But I do think that you know the best is yet to come for Tutu, and I think he's going to get some opportunities. Um, you know that that uh, will probably come later on in the season, and really just kind of depends on how the Rams' season's going. I think that um, I have them projected to win the NFC West. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that shakes up going you know, through preseason and how Tutu does. Flipping the script over to the other conference um, in the AFC South, uh, it, it's very interesting to see where Des Fitzpatrick is coming from, also in probably a number two role on the depth chart. However, very, very different offenses as the Rams use more of a spread technique and more of a wide open, uh, throwing the ball over the field. The Tennessee Titans couldn't be any more different and polarizingly opposite. 
Uh, Derrick Henry is the offense. He gets most of the touches, and rightfully so. He's been one of, if not the most dominant running back of the past two NFL seasons. Um, He's going to get... I'd say probably about, um, you know, running the ball is going to be about 55 to 60% of that playbook. Um, the offensive line is beefed up. I think that, um, you know, Derrick Henry is going to have possibly another 2,000-yard season. But, um, you know, outside of the, you know, the running game, when you look to the passing, they did add Julio Jones. A.J. Brown is set for uh, another big year. Um, Josh Reynolds projects in the slot um, that was signed from the Los Angeles Rams. So that opens up a spot for Tutu, but that doesn't do any favors for his old college teammate. Um, one thing, however, is Dez is really turning heads in the Titans preseason camp like JV and Hawkins is doing. Um, it, people have been very, very impressed by his poise uh, and just his overall skill set. One thing is Dez is not the fastest on a team. He's not the strongest on a team. He's not the tallest on a team. But one thing is he's so fundamentally sound. You know, after doing an interview last winter with, um, you know, uh, wide receiver coach Gunter Brewer for the Cardinals for Cardinal Sports Zone, it was very obvious that, you know, Dez isn't the flashiest, isn't the flashiest wide receiver. But he does all of the little things right. And I think that that's what's boding well for him here, um, you know, looking forward to his pro season. I think that, um, you know, like Tutu, he's going to have to wait for his opportunities. He likely won't be on any type of special teams. Um, in terms of being a return or anything like that. But I, I do think there there will be slight opportunities that Dez will have to capitalize on to truly get, you know, a big time role. Uh, but fighting out Josh Reynolds, I think that, you know, there, there there definitely is a battle to be fought there. I don't think that the starting role is guaranteed by any means to Reynolds he's going to have to go out and earn it I think that um you know the preseason is going to be a big uh, indicator of how he will be used right away I do think that Dez's fundamentals will allow him to see the field early if he does get that starting role I think the opportunity is there with a lot of the defense having to commit to Derrick Henry in the run but also you have Julio and AJ Brown on you know respective sides so there's going to be a lot of opportunity to him to be able to exploit linebackers in the slot I think that quickness and his ability to create separation could really do him a lot of good there he's going to be the main one to focus on as a wild card you know from the Cardinal rookies from this past season just because of the fact that if the opportunity comes if he is able to secure that starting spot the the sky is the limit for Dez um, so every Monday, like I mentioned last week, we do have the Monday mailbag uh, where we're going to answer any questions that you may have. Uh, but I first I want to answer some questions about Built Bar. Some of you have been asking me, and personally, I believe it's the best tasting protein bar ever. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors to choose from? When you talk to a fan like me, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. Um, salted caramel, peanut butter brownie is a new favorite of mine, uh, coconut, so on and so forth. There's many more you can choose from. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Um, they're not only their best tasting, but they're healthy as well. 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar. And a couple of the other flavors have just a little more than that. There are nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Be sure to order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. Be sure to go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Another opportunity that I want to make you aware of is BetOnline AG. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way 
to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. If you're not a fan of baseball, there's odds and info on NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA, and the list goes on. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get in the game as your teams prep for their respective runs to the playoffs. Head to the website and sign up using your mobile device or computer and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON. Bet Online is your online sportsbook experts. So the final segment of the day uh, is your weekly Monday mailbag where I'll answer any questions. We had a, a couple very, very good questions that I'd like to answer, so we'll we'll get through them. We may have to answer them with a, with a little pace, but um, we'll definitely take care of them and get, a, get through them in, in a timely manner. The first question comes from Jack on Twitter. It's the only basketball question. With Jalen Withers moving to the four and Matt Cross coming, what role do you think Dre Davis and J.J. Trainer will have this season? That's a good question. I think that um, Dre and J.J., first of all, I think J.J. is going to be used more of as a four with his ability to um, protect the rim. Um, personally, I think that uh, you could use him as a backup five in some situations, but uh, the addition of Sidney Curry takes away the likely need for that. Um, I think he'll mainly be used as a four. With Cross being a three and Sam Williamson also needing minutes at that role, I think that it's probably going to be trainer moving to the four, and that's kind of what we saw him as last year was uh, having the body and the physique to be a four or even a backup five. In terms of Dre Davis, I could definitely see him filing in as a, probably a you know a, a shooting guard per se, but also kind of playing in a 2-3 hybrid. The good thing is with positionless basketball, you don't have to necessarily have him you know, pinned at positions. I do think you're going to see him more of as a, uh, as a small forward but kind of playing in a shooting guard role, handling the ball a little more. So um, we'll, we'll see how that kind of progresses as, as the season goes on. Brian Trent asked the next question. First of all, shout out to Brian and all the work he's doing for State of Louisville with women's basketball. Great content if you need if you want to go check out some stuff in that realm. He asks, who do you think will be the breakout player on defense this season? I think it's going to be Yasir Abdullah. I think that he has shown poise of being a, a guy that has the potential to break out, but I don't think he's necessarily put that all together. This season, I think, is going to be different. I think that he's going to be able to put it together and be one of the top ACC defenders you know, in the linebacking core. So um, definitely excited to see him. Alan Thomas, a shout-out to him and all he's doing for T-Shirt Hooligan, doing a lot of good stuff there at the NIL. He asks, what do you think the strongest defensive unit is and why? Uh, that that's a very good question. If we're considering uh, cornerbacks to be the only thing in the defensive back area, I'd probably go to the defensive back area. However, um, I'm still not so sure on safety, so I have to hold on off on that. Defensive line has some potential. However, I'm I'm I have my doubts in terms of the pass rush and being able to create some pressure in the middle. I do think the linebacking core is the strongest unit. When you look at it, you have C.J. Avery back. Uh, Monty Montgomery, Yasir Abdullah. Uh, there's some possibility, you know, for Marvin Dallas to play into some of those roles. I think that uh, that's where the strongest sense of reliability comes from, just because not only is there so much leadership, but there's also a great amount of talent that has uh, developed over the years. I think it's going to be one of the main reasons why the Louisville defense is able to take such a significant step forward looking into this season. I'm very excited for that linebacking core. Like I mentioned, Yasir Abdullah, I believe, is going to be the breakout player. But you also have C.J. Avery and 
Um, you know, Monty Montgomery holding down the fort, and Montgomery is going to be one of the best linebackers in the ACC. Um, the last question I got today was from Amanda on Twitter. Um, she has two of them. Who of the returning players are you most excited to see this season? Um, I believe she's talking about basketball because this was in response to the Friday episode on basketball. Um, in terms of the returning players who I'm excited for, number one, I think that uh, I think Sam Williamson is going to be able to put it together even more so than last year. I think at the end of the season, he was really starting to get it going. Things were clicking. He was a board beast. He was not only um, ruling the boards, but he was starting to know his role on offense. I think he expands his game a little more this season to where we see the deep ball factor and more to his offensive skill set. And I think the overall confidence goes up with having another year in the program. And I'm also excited for Jalen Withers. Withers had a breakout season for the Cards in his redshirt freshman season in 2020-21. I think he takes the next step forward. Personally, I think this is his last year in the program before he goes to the NBA draft. I think it's going to be that big of a jump with his ability to step out and hit the deep ball. Uh, you could tell that the speed, he, he was starting to get closer and closer acclimated throughout the season and be able to be able to play up to speed within the conference play. I'm very excited for Withers this season. I think he's going to lead the Cardinals in scoring. And if he's able to improve his ball handling, I think that you know the sky is the limit for the kid. You know, being a six ten ball handler that can shoot, they just don't grow on trees. So I'm very excited for his potential this season. Number two question from Amanda: Who of the returning players do you think is going to have a breakout season? Well, I think. If last year was Jalen's breakout season, I think he's going to have a breakout breakout season. Um, but in all reality, I think that this opportunity is held for J.J. Trainer. I think that J.J., it's weird because when you look at the minutes distribution, there's obviously a lot of mouse defeat in that Louisville front court. But there was a ton of poise that J.J. showed last year in limited minutes. I thought that he showed that he could... Uh, provide good rim protection, which I think will allow him to see the court a lot. And also his ability to step out and hit the deep ball and kind of score when needed to. I, I really believe that he is going to surprise a lot of people this year. And if you asked uh, many people who knew me, I was not high on JJ coming out of high school, but he shut my mouth really quickly. There was no doubt that the basketball IQ was there. The skill set is a work in progress, I would say, but there is a lot to work with, and I think that there is going to be a ton of Louisville fans coming around to this young man as the season starts. Not only does he have a ton of length for his size, I see him as a potential lockdown defender and a guy who could be a secondary rim protector, which you can never have too many of. So I'm going to go JJ there. Like I said, you can always submit your questions to myself on Twitter or to the Locked On Louisville Podcast Twitter page. So we talked about former cards in the NFL and why Javian Hawkins is going to be the breakout player in that group. We also dived into what to expect from Tutu Atwell and Des Fitzpatrick, respectively, during their rookie seasons and what needs to happen for them to have a successful rookie campaign. Then we finished it up with the brief Monday mailbag. Great questions there. Uh, tomorrow is going to be all Louisville football defense. We're going to go position, or I, I should say core by core, 
the segments will literally be defensive line, line biking core, and secondary, so we can get all of our information out there. So you, the listeners, can know what to expect from the defense moving forward this season, and some also some names to look out for. Um, but before we go, like I mentioned earlier about Bet Online AG, there is a betting locked on podcast called Locked On Bets. Betting on the cards does not have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your daily podcasts. Well, that's going to wrap it up this Monday edition of Locked on Louisville. Like I mentioned at the at the top of the show, be sure to check out Locked on ACC, hosted by Candace Cooper. There's never a better time to learn more about the conference as a whole and the exciting stuff going on at other programs. And at the very least, you get to know a little bit more about the opponents as they come for the Cardinals this season. Have a great Monday, and we'll see you tomorrow.